we're going to talk about the love languages. Amen. Uh, why don't we just all stand really quick? I know you guys are going to sit down for the next 30 minutes. So why don't we just all stand up and, uh, and why don't we pray over tonight? And um, I want you all to pray for me. And I want you to pray that we get a full grasp on God's languages. We, we need a full grasp on his languages. And sometimes we do not understand what he's saying because we don't know what language he's speaking. Right? Would you just go to the Lord with me, God? We lift up our hands. We lift up our voices. I ask you, God, here in front of the church, God, anoint my lips, Lord. Anoint this message and these notes, God. Anoint, God, the spirit of this message, Lord. I pray, God, that you just, you allow it to be a seed that's planted and watered and let there be fruit from this. Let there be fruit from the series, Lord, that Pastor Johnson has taken us through. There's a reason, God. We need to understand your languages, God, and how you're speaking to us and what you're speaking to us. We open up our hearts and our minds tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I will say, uh, I had, uh, I received the shortest notice I've ever received preaching. And uh, man, every single time, uh, my blood will leave my legs. As soon as I know I got to preach, I mean, boom, I've, I've got like noodle legs. And uh, it happened today. But I will say this, um, the nerves, just let me talk a little bit. The nerves, uh, the nervousness, it was, it was a shorter time of nervousness. So that was good. Felt I didn't have to sleep over. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Amen. Let's go go to the um, to the word really quick. I think the first uh, scripture we have is Romans two and four. Amazing. Or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Amen. Let's go to the next scripture. 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Next scripture. For the sake of time, we're running through this. Y'all can go back and listen. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Next scripture. We're talking about, I'm just reviewing what pastor talked about, repentance and forgiveness. These are some scriptures on repentance and forgiveness. Don't worry, it's on your Instagram. All right. John 6. Okay, this. John 6 and... 37, bug, I love you very much. 6 and 37, and all that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. We're talking about repentance and forgiveness, just as an overview of, of, of the love languages that Pastor talked about um, a couple of weeks ago. 
There are, um, there's a book, he talked about the book, and there are many different love languages, there's five. Uh, there's the words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, physical touch, and um, I am not allowed to talk about my uh, WIFE tonight. She gave me strict orders. And, uh, but we have had to learn about our love languages. And uh, y'all have to learn about love languages at home. Even with your kids, it's, 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 it's different. Which, with, with each kid, with um, not each spouse, you got one spouse. How many enjoy Pastor Lamonis? Man, that was amazing, right? Amazing. Made me think about his wife. He got one wife back, right? Um, so there's different languages. Little, little quiz here. We're all family, so what is the most romantic language, would you say? English, no. Some would say Italian, but it's actually Spanish. Espanol. So those that, you guys got double love. If you're bilingual, you're, you got double love, double stuff. Amen. I'm trying to make you laugh a little bit tonight. Um, but I'm just going over, over the notes, okay? Let's, let's, let's review. When our mind is on uh, unbelief or fear, God allows us to turn back to him. We've heard this before. We heard it a couple of weeks ago. But God allows us to turn back to him. How many are thankful for that? I'm thankful for that. When, when I start getting unbelief in my mind and my spirit, maybe self-doubt, um, anything. Sometimes we, we wake up on the wrong side of the bed. God allows us that space. But he also allows us the, the grace to come to him, right? The repentance. The forgiveness to come to him. Amen? We can repent and change directions. How many are thankful for that? I'm thankful for that. We, we can repent and change directions. Sometimes we, we equate everything to how we love. And God is so beyond that. He is so bigger than that. We measure everything by by. By the way that we think, oh, well, I love this person a little more, and I love, I treat this person. God doesn't, there's none of that with God. God is full of grace, full of truth, full of forgiveness, full. You come to him and repent. And so I'm thankful. In this first couple of minutes of this message, I'm thankful for his mercy. I'm thankful for his, I'm thankful for repentance. We get to come and, and about face. We get to go 100, 180 degrees, day by day, month by month, week by week. We fail. We come short each and every day. It doesn't matter with respect to, to the office and respect to, to the platform. We are all human. We all come short. And I'm thankful, I'm thankful that God allows me to repent. Amen. I'm, I'm thankful that he forgives. Amen. The goodness of God leads us to repentance. Amen. So I wanted to go over that really quick. I want to talk tonight a little bit about uh, the grace of God. All right. You cannot believe that you earned the grace of God. 
You cannot believe that it was something that you did, whether it was good or bad. You cannot earn uh, or believe that you've earned it. Okay? Don't get it, don't get it twisted. Just confess that out of his grace, he has been gracious to, to give us that grace. Amen? We can't do anything to earn his grace. We can't do anything good. We can't do anything. We cannot earn the grace. God, out of him being gracious and who he is, the very essence of who he is, he is grace. He, he gives us grace. Not because of anything that we do. Amen? Uh, Genesis 6 and 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Exodus 33 and 17. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight. Proverbs 3 and 34. Surely he scorns the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. Everyone wants to be high and haughty, but he gives grace to the lowly. Amen? Amen. John 1 and 6 and 17. And all of his fullness have we received and grace for grace. For the law was given to Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Amen. How many are thankful that grace came by Jesus Christ? I'm thankful. I am thankful. Being justified freely, this is Romans 3 and 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. We are thankful. 1 Peter 5 and 10, but the God of all grace who has called us into his eternal, into his eternal glory by Jesus Christ. Grace is God's goodness. Grace is God's goodness confronting human demerit. There's a difference between no merit and demerit. There's a difference between no merit and demerit. No merit is simply a lack. Demerit means that there is not only no merit there, but that there is the opposite of merit. The negative of merit. Grace is that in God which brings into favor one justly in disfavor. When we are in in this favor because... um, God, God brings us into favor when we are in disfavor. That's God's grace. Amen. John 1 and 17, that I was given by Moses by grace and truth came by, did you get that? But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Amen. Some people would say that grace is just in the New Testament. But as I read to you, Noah found grace in the eyes of God. Amen? Moses found grace in the sight of God. You can't say, well, God started grace here in my life. God started grace when I got baptized and received. No, grace is from the beginning to the end. From the end to the beginning. It's not just when you came through and started living for God. That's not when grace started. God has been gracious to you. All along. Amen. He's been gracious to me all along my life. And so when we come into into, um, communion with him, when we come into relationship with him, that grace, then we realize, wait, your grace has been with me all the way from the beginning. 
It's not just when we went down in the water and we start living a life holy and acceptable unto him. And No, God's grace has always been there. Amen? Everyone receives grace. Everyone receives grace. When we think that each and every one of us um, could be a, 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 a little more gracious, how many have ever woke up on the wrong side of the bed? <laughs> All right. We got half truth, half, uh, yeah, there we go, Brother Eddie. No, I'm joking. I've, I, I wake up on the right side of the bed the majority of time. And when I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. We, we equate God's grace. I said it a couple of minutes ago. We equate God's grace on how much grace we give to others. How many have ever done that? We, our language says, well, I'm going to give so-and-so this, this amount of grace. And I'm going to give so-and-so this amount of grace. I'm going to give my boss a little, little more grace than the guy sitting next to me or however that looks. But God, he's not even full of grace. He, he, he is grace. There's no measuring with him. There's no, oh, we need to, I, I, as, as I was studying, it's like, wait, this is so true. God's grace, I try to measure grace, God's grace by how gracious I am with my wife. How gracious I am with my family. But we cannot do that. God is grace. Amen? God is grace. How many, I, I, I know, human nature, we do that. Human nature, we, we measure things. We measure things by, by just through our mind. God is beyond that. Amen? I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. Amen. Let's see, Luke 15, 11 through 14. I don't know if I gave you that, did I? Awesome. Then he, had, then he said, a certain man had two sons. And a younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my portion. So he divided them his livelihood. And not many days after, the young son gathered all together possessions, and, the, and he went on with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, uh, all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Next verse. When you get it, it's fine. Here we see the story of the prodigal son. Sometimes we, we would think of him as a backslider, uh, but he's a, he's a son. There's a relationship there. Can you go to 17? So sorry. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. We know the story. His father comes out, runs to him. And through that illustration, I, and as I begin to study, I'm like, God, when I turn, when I turn away from you, when I do things that I want to do, when I do things in my flesh, when I do things with maybe lack of integrity, when I do things that nobody else is going to see, 
you allow me grace to come to my senses and turn back to you. God allows us. Can somebody just lift up their hands just for a moment? I'm serious. I'm thankful. I am thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace, God. In my own flesh, God, when I turn away from you, when I take my goods, when I take all that I'm inherited maybe and I go and spend it, God, and I, and I live the way I want, God, when nobody else sees, sometimes even in our own mind. God, you've still got open arms. That's grace. I'm thankful for grace. I'm thankful for grace. Amen? Amen. With us, we use different measuring cups. I talked about this a minute ago. We use different measuring cups. We say, well, I'm going to give grace here. I'm going to give grace there. God has no, he, 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 he does not use measuring cups. Okay, Romans 5 and 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Even if you have a lot of sin, and we do, even if we have a lot of sin, there's that much more and more and more grace. God's grace does much more abound. Where sin abounded, full of sin. Even the oceans can't even contain it. We can't even say, this is sin. And, and, and the oceans would be grace. It's more than that. It's more than that. We can't comprehend it. It's much more than you can't put an amount on grace. If this is sin, we cannot put an amount on grace. I'm thankful for God's grace. I'm thankful for God's grace. What is God? God is grace. God is grace. When it says grace does much more abound, it doesn't mean the grace does much more abound than anything else in God, but much more than anything in us. There's no limit to God. God's forgiveness, God's repent. There's no, there's no limit. You can't say, well, God forgave me for this much. There's, just, there's no way to, to measure that. God's grace is not any more than his forgiveness. He is grace and he is forgiveness. Right? Amen. Amen. Grace is God's goodness. Amen. How many are thankful for God's goodness? I'm thankful for God's goodness. We have a scripture for Psalms 1. Maybe we don't. Let's look up Isaiah 63 and 7. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord 
according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us, and the goodness towards the house of Israel, that which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies, and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. How precious also are the thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! That's Psalms 139 and 17. Deuteronomy 3 and 9, for the Lord will again rejoice over for the good. Psalm 36 and 7, how excellent, excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of my wings. Psalms 34 and 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Matthew 7 and 11, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. This hits me. Because even when my kids are bad, I still want to be good to them. Even when the house is a mess, I still want to be good to them. Even when they mistreat the things that I give them, I still want to be good to them. Man, amen. That's the goodness of God. That's the goodness of God. Shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? All you got to do is ask. Amen. Psalms 34 and 3. The solution to a shallow concept of God is to magnify the Lord. Amen. God's attributes interact with each other. They interact with each other. Sometimes what we do is we take a speck of something and we put it under a magnifying glass to look at that thing. And it becomes bigger in our, in our mind. But it doesn't become any bigger physically. There is no way to get to take God's goodness and even if you could take a speck of that and put it under a microscope, you would, you wouldn't, there's no, there's no measurement. I'm going back to, there's no way to account for that. You cannot look at God's grace and say, well, well, this is, this is God's grace. I mean, I'm sorry, this is God's goodness. There's no way you can say, well, this is God's goodness in, in Noah's life, or this is God, God's goodness in Alexis's life, or this is God. God's goodness is everywhere. Even when we have bad days, even when we have good days, even when we have a, a year that, that we think has been a year from hell, we look down 5, 10, 15 years later and look at, wait, what's the bigger picture? That's God's goodness. When I didn't think that it was God's goodness, he was taking me through that, that was God's goodness. When I didn't feel good going through that bad relationship or, you know, financial trouble, that was God's goodness because what happened at the end of that, what happens overall, it's God's goodness. So be encouraged. If you're going through something right now, it's God's goodness. It's God's goodness. Because, and that's the beauty 
of having a relationship with him. When you go six months down the road, when you go a year down the road, when you go two years down the road, you look back and you say, wow, I was going through that financial trouble, but that was God's goodness. There was something bigger. There was something better. There was something I didn't see. God has a, he has a bird's eye view. He, he, he works differently. And I've learned that even in my own life. God, wait, I, there's a little hiccup here. There's a little, there's a wall here. No, that's my goodness. That's my goodness. Amen. Does that make sense? Man. got six minutes. So what's our reason for living? Why were we created? Was it that we deserve to be created? How can nothing deserve something? There was a time when there was no human race. There was nothing. God could have very easily destroyed Adam and Eve, but through his goodness, he allowed humankind, mankind. Amen. He allowed us. Amen. A.W. Tozer says it um, this way. Nobody ever got anything from God on the grounds that he deserved it. Everything that we get, we have, we haven't, we don't deserve it. We haven't earned it. It's just God's goodness. It's God's goodness. I, I want to repeat it again. If you're going through something, be encouraged. Be reminded. Wait, God, this could be your goodness. It could be a lot worse. I came to church tonight. I'm able to watch it online. It could be a lot worse. Amen? We're all on the same uh, playing field. We're all on the same... Some may have a little more money, some may not. Some may have a little bit of nicer things, a little bit more material things. But do you know that God, God's goodness is, is free for everybody? God's goodness is free for everybody. Sometimes we look across the pew or sometimes we look across the church and we say, man, I don't have this. I don't have what they have. I don't look like they look, look like they look like. I, ha I have some friends that, that say, man, well, this is the way God made me. I look like this, you know. I'm like, yeah, you do, bro. Thank you, Jesus, I don't look like you. And so they, they no, that's a joke. But they have, they have said that, like, I, I can't help it. This is the way God made me. You know, you got an ugly little dimple on you or something. I don't know. Crazy zit that won't go away. I, I don't know what that is, okay? But you may look differently, but that doesn't matter. God's goodness is free. Amen? God, God's goodness is free. That's who he is. Everything that you're going through and everything that you've been through and everything that you're going to go through is God's goodness. Amen? Amen. It said that President Lincoln 
I'm going to be done here in three minutes. It said that President Lincoln was one of the kindest men in America. He visited the hospitals that men were, young officers were so badly wounded in the time and day that they were living in. And he would come by and he would say, you're going to make it through this. Can you, can you promise me? Can, come on, let's make it, make it through. Let's make it through. And so those men would promise him and say, I'm going to make it through. And they made it through. And they called, you know, President um, Abraham Lincoln was a good man. And that's why we respect him. We love him. Right? I'm thankful for America. I'm thankful for the U.S. Hey. Amen. But even at Abraham, even the, the highest office of the land does not equate to the goodness of God. Does not equate to the goodness of our God. Amen? How many are thankful for that? Amen. Our church is only as great and as big as our, our perception of God. So I want you to take a look around. No cameras. Stay up here. But I want you to look at the number of people that are here tonight. Okay? Our church, I'm going to repeat that, our church will only be as great and as big as our perception of God and his goodness. And so I want to challenge you with that. We've got one minute. I want to challenge you with that. What's your perception of God's love, his repentance, the repentance, forgiveness, his grace, and his goodness? What's your perception? Because to me, and we're all family here, myself included, I'm not up here all the time, but our perception, there are empty pews here. It looks great online, but there are empty pews here. And so the goodness of God that we receive and the greatness of, of, of what our church is and what it could be and what it should be is based off of our perception. Why don't we stand? Our church is, is at one of the most, I've been here, and it's crazy to say this, but I've been here 23 years. I came here, I think, a year after Pastor Jonathan Quinones, and back in 99, I think. And, um, and I look at how our church has been and, and everything that we've been through, I'm, and you can just say, Man, it was your goodness, God. It was your goodness. And it's not cliche. Pastor Johnson says, this is the healthiest our church has ever been. And I truly believe that. It's not that I'm just trying to buy into this vision. No. That is the truth. But there is so much more that we've got to do. So our perception of God's goodness... It's here in the house. It is, and it's here in the empty pews. How big do you think God's goodness is? How big is that perception to you? I'm challenging myself, and I'm challenged today even 
talking about his grace, talking about his love, talking about his goodness. I know the musicians are coming up, but think of that. Think of who we are here tonight. Think of some of these empty pews and, and that those people that could be here, it's based on our, our perception of God. God, you're so big. You can get much bigger than this. There's so much more room here. Oh, well, we can only, Revival Church can only fit 862 chairs or whatever it is. No, God's church is so much bigger than that. Amen. How many are thankful for that? I hope that makes sense. I hope in efforts for me, I hope in efforts of, of me trying to challenge you in God's goodness and, and, and us here as a family, that, that it makes sense. Amen. I'm already out of time. Let's play some mute music. Lance. They're ready to pour their hearts out to God. If you wouldn't mind, as the, as the musicians play and as they sing, maybe they can sing that same song that they sang. God, your covenant, you're a covenant, God. Your love, your mercy, your grace. If you have time, if you have a moment, maybe you want to make yourself, make your way down to this altar. Your goodness, God, your goodness is running after me. Your goodness is running after me. Let's lift up our hands just, just for a moment, one more time. God, we, we, we are thankful for the spirit here. We're thankful, God, for tonight. We're th we thank you, God. I thank you, God, for this message and this lesson, God. I thank you for the people here, my family, my, my church family, God. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Even if you don't come down here, just thank him in your pew. God, thank you for your goodness, God. In the ups and the downs, God. Thank you for your goodness, God. Looking back over the years, thank you for your goodness, God. Your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, God, that we are allowed to come and repent before you. Thank you for your forgiveness, God. God, we thank you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We open up our hearts and our minds tonight. In Jesus' name. Yes. All my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness